Loving Father in heaven, thank you Lord for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. We also want to thank you for your goodness and faithfulness shown to us through the gifts that you bestow on our pathway. The temporal blessings in giving us the food to eat, the water to drink, the air we breathe, the security and protection and guidance which we enjoy. We also thank you for the spiritual blessings and the work that your Holy Spirit is doing in our lives, giving us grace to overcome the temptations and to become more like you and also supplying us with your word constantly. As we go on our journey, Lord, we need a manna from heaven to help us so that our thirsty souls will be also satisfied. We pray, Father, that as we fellowship with you now, that you would edify us and bless us with your word, and that you will build us up into the most holy faith. Put your words in my mouth, dear Lord, and may your spirit be upon all of us, granting us understanding, transforming our lives. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, August 22 Divine Healing I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Second Kings chapter 20 verse 3 in the midst of his prosperous reign, King Hezekiah was suddenly stricken with a fatal malady. Sick unto death, his case was beyond the power of man to help, and the last vestige of hope seemed removed when the prophet Isaiah appeared before him with the message, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order for thou shalt die and not live. The outlook seemed utterly dark, yet the king could still pray to the one who had hitherto been his refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 And so he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord. He whose companions fail not heard the prayer of his servant. It came to pass, afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again, and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people. Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. Gladly, the prophet returned with the words of assurance and hope, directing that a lump of figs be laid upon the diseased part, Isaiah delivered to the king the message of God's mercy and protecting care. Those who seek healing by prayer should not neglect to make use of the remedial agencies within their reach. It is not a denial of faith to use such remedies as God has provided to alleviate pain and to aid nature in her work of restoration. God has put it in our power to obtain a knowledge of the laws of life. This knowledge has been placed within our reach for use. We should employ every facility for the restoration of health, taking every advantage possible, working in harmony with natural laws. 
when we have prayed for the recovery of the sick, we can work with all the more energy, thanking God that we have the privilege of cooperating with Him and asking His blessing on the means which He Himself has provided. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Divine Healing. The Lord, having blessed Hezekiah with such a marvelous victory against King Sennacherib, blessed him furthermore with life. But the time came when a sickness that certainly was going to take Hezekiah's life came upon Hezekiah. We read in the book of 2 Kings chapter 20 from verse 1, In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos came to him, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again, and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of thy father, David, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. Okay, so after this, the Lord showed a sign to Isaiah, which we will talk about subsequently in the next devotion. But for now, this healing, he was already healed. The Lord used that lump of fig to heal Hezekiah of his disease. What does the Lord want us to learn from here? Remember, as we are going through this book, through this devotion called Conflict and Courage, there is a purpose we have in mind. There is a reason for the stories that are written in the Word of God. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 tells us, for whatsoever things were written aforetime, we are written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. This story is written to us for that purpose, that we, in this day, shall have hope and be comforted, knowing that the Lord is still with us, knowing what he can do and what he intends to do for us. Like I said earlier, the title of our devotion is Divine Healing. Today, there is so much talk of healing, healing, healing. Why? Because there are so many diseases plaguing people in the world. There are so many tele-evangelists and also those who come basically in churches. They are promising people healing. Not just any kind, but divine healing. Jesus in his word prophesied that in the in the last days, there will be so many false prophets and they will show so many signs and wonders. This is what is taking place around us. But the truth is that people are suffering. People are sick. People need healing. Look at what is happening around us. 
diseases are coming more and more even with the amount of churches and pastors that we have around us the death rate from diseases is increasing more and more let us leave aside things like accidents i mean joe just go and check it and you'll find out every year that comes people are dying more and more of lifestyle diseases like the cardiovascular diseases diabetes liver diseases cancer high blood pressure that's still under the cardiovascular diseases and they are dying dying in their truths there's the other diseases that are pathogenic the hiv we have the measles and those ones don't even kill people as much as the um, lifestyle diseases the ones that are caused by the way people live their lives and people want healing today is the god that healed hezekiah not around today of course he is but the problem is that we need to know how to work with him we need to know the rules on how to get this divine healing for hezekiah even though the lord healed him isaiah had to use figs a lump of figs on his boil to help him get healed for us today the lord is still in the business of giving divine healing but we need to know the way the lord will go about it many of us are familiar with the passage in the word of god that says none of these diseases so many people love, love to claim it pastors proclaim it on their on their members and say to them none of these diseases books are written on it telling people none of these diseases shall afflict you and the people say amen they go for programs in their thousands tens of thousands of people they fill the stadiums and they come there sick of all kinds of diseases to receive healing but many of them go back just as they came some seem to get healing for a mean for some time but let, what do we know later on they are broken down again in the same illness and many sadly die of these diseases brothers and sisters the lord who healed hezekiah is still in the business of healing people today the problem is that we need to know his ways the lord in his divine healing still requires us to fulfill some conditions and that is what we are going to talk about in our devotion today we read in the book conflict and courage to page 240 paragraph 5 it says those who seek healing by prayer should not neglect to use the remedial agencies within their reach it is not a denial of faith to use such remedies as God has provided to alleviate pain and to aid nature in her work of restoration. God has put it in our power to obtain a knowledge of the laws of life. This knowledge has been placed within our reach for use. We should employ every facility for the restoration of health taking every advantage possible, working in harmony with natural laws. When we have prayed for the recovery of the sick, we can work with all the more energy, thanking God that we have the privilege of cooperating with Him and asking His blessing on the means which He Himself has provided." End of quote. You see, there are many lessons to learn in this story of how God healed Hezekiah. Though God was the one who healed him, he was told to employ the use of those figs as a means to be healed. Does the use of those figs mean that it is no longer God who healed him? Couldn't God have healed Hezekiah without the figs? If he could, then why did he recommend figs? 
the healing of Hezekiah is similar to that of Naaman. In order for us to get the promised blessing from God, we must obey and follow the appointed agency that God has chosen to heal us. Also remember that Elisha died of a lingering illness. Why didn't God heal Elisha? Elisha was one who was instrumental in the healing of many others, even raising people from the dead. How come he was not healed? We must understand that sometimes it is better to die of an illness than to live on. Hezekiah was healed, but the 15 years he lived set the stage for the greatest evil that ever happened to Judah. Through the 15 years of Hezekiah, Judah's doom began. We'll see more on that tomorrow. But for today, let us focus on healing, how to get divine healing. Like I said earlier, Hezekiah and Elisha, some of us can be sick like two of them, and the sickness may be unto death, or it may be one which we can recover from. So the question is, what are the things that we are to do when we are sick so that we can get healed? I would like to remind us firstly of what we learned when we studied about Naaman. We must learn to follow God's directions regardless of how crazy they look to us. Do exactly what he has said. But God's directions are not crazy for a mind that is understanding. They are very, very reasonable. They are 100% scientific. Sometimes you cannot understand them, but yet you have to know that the Lord is more wiser than ourselves. So let us get to that and understand what can we do to get divine healing. The first thing we have to do is to walk from cause to effect. The book of Proverbs 26 verse 2 says, As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. Another version says, Curses cannot hurt you unless you deserve them. They are like birds that fly by and never light. So what is this now? Sicknesses are like curses. You can even say, I will use, I will remove the word like and say sicknesses are curses. They are self-inflicted or they could be caused by some external force. By departing from the laws of nature, we may place ourselves in danger and compromise our health. So many times our sickness is not like that of Elisha that was a cause that was causeless. The Lord determined that he should just die of it. There are some sicknesses that is caused by the devil, of course. We know that in the word of God. But majority of the sicknesses we see around us are caused by our own selves. Unless you have said that I have kept myself doing everything that is right, then can you say that your cause, the cause of your sickness is maybe satanic like that of King, or like that of uh, uh, Job or there was also King uh, Isaiah the son of Ahab, he who, who was inflicted with a sickness by the Lord. So, we need to understand that sicknesses have a cause. Reading from Review and Herald, April 2, 191, it says, Many have expected that God would keep them from sickness merely because they have asked him to do so. But God did not regard their prayers because their faith was not made perfect by works. God will not work a miracle to keep those from sickness who have no care for themselves but are continually violating the laws of health and make no effort to prevent disease. 
God will not work in a miraculous manner to preserve the health of persons who are taking a sure course to make themselves sick by their careless inattention to the laws of health." End of quote. So, there is something called the laws of health. And when we go against the laws of health, how do you expect that God will keep you from sickness? How can you go on into danger and expect presumptuously that the Lord will deliver you? It is similar to the man who places himself in the zoo or in, in the cage of a lion and is claiming the Lord will deliver him because he asks the Lord to do that. Did the Lord send you into that cage of the lion? Of course he didn't. If you go there, if you find yourself there, even peradventure mistakenly, the lion may still devour you. Not to talk of when you go there by yourself. Unprovoked, what do you expect will happen? Most likely, what will happen is that you'll be devoured. And that is how it is with illness. If we don't take the measures to keep ourselves from sickness, how do we expect the Lord to deliver us? There is something like I said called the laws of health and we must obey them. What are these laws? Just take for example, someone who smokes and you hear it everywhere, even on the pack of the cigarette that you have, it is saying to you that smokers are liable to die young and you see all around you that people who smoke get many diseases, respiratory diseases, cancer and other respiratory diseases and they die of it. Or someone who takes alcohol destroying their liver or somebody who eats food just like cigarette and alcohol, just as cigarette and alcohol are faster. There are foods that do the same damage that alcohol and cigarette does. Taking tea, taking coffee, taking um, sugar, taking flesh, all flesh foods with the saturated fats in them and including things like egg and things like that are made from them too, mayonnaise, ice cream and the biscuits that are contained with milk and sugar and the bread containing these things also when you keep taking these things what do you expect little by little it is going to cause a disease these foods that are unhealthful the junk foods the processed foods the flesh foods eating not just even moderately but eating without control some people eat anyhow they eat late in the night anytime they feel like they throw food into their mouth not knowing that these things are damage is damaging their health Others will not even take water. Others, they don't exercise. But these things are the laws of health. Do you want to stay healthy? You must do be active. I'm not saying you must go to the gym or go jogging every day. Have an active lifestyle. Take a walk, maybe an hour every day. Let the blood flow. Don't sit down all the time. You must, if you have a sedentary life, do some exercise. Take a walk for an hour or more so that your blood can flow. These are the things that we must do. Then sleep is another important thing. Sleep at the right time and for the right amount. The right time is more important. Sleep before 10 in the night. And then your body will be rejuvenated if you get just some 6 hours of sleep. But take note I said before 10. Sleeping 6 hours when you slept late around 12 or around 1 does not rejuvenate the body as much as when you sleep early before 10. At, 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 as the best you, if some things may happen sometimes that you may sleep just a bit about after 10 but 
around that period and ensure that your body is being rejuvenated. These are things that are scientifically proven. But the word of God even says it, that the sleep of a laboring man is sweet. God gave us sleep for the purpose of rejuvenation, but he didn't say we should oversleep. The Bible says, the little sleep, a little slumber, so shall thy poverty come to you. So you must do all these things moderately. Expose yourself to the sunlight. Take in fresh air. All these things must be done before you can say, Lord, grant me healing. Reading from the book Prayer, page two, Ministry of Healing, page 227 and 228, we are told, Many persons bring disease upon themselves by their self-indulgence. They have not lived in accordance with natural law or the principles of strict purity. Others have disregarded the laws of health in their habits of eating and drinking and dressing or working. Often, some form of vice is the cause of feebleness of mind or body. Let me stop. Some vices like alcohol drinking, sexual impurity, masturbation, those things cause sicknesses. That's what it says here. Often, some form of vice is the cause of feebleness of mind or body. But it is not just this kind of vices, even gambling is a vice that can, because whatever affects the mind affects the body. The kind of things you engage your, your mind in, they can affect your body. I continue the reading now. It says, should these persons gain the blessing of health, many of them will continue to pursue the same course of heedless transgression of God's natural and spiritual laws reasoning that if God heals them in answer to prayer, they are at liberty to continue their, unheld, their unhealthful practices and to indulge perverted appetite without restraint. If God were to work a miracle in restoring these persons to health, he would be encouraging sin. It is labor lost to teach people to look to God as a healer of their infirmities unless they are taught also to lay aside unhealthful practices in order to receive his blessing that is divine healing in answer to prayer they must cease to do evil and learn to do well their surroundings must be sanitary their habits of life correct they must live in harmony with the law of god both natural and spiritual end of quote so i've just gone through the laws of health i just list i'll list them again proper rest water taking at the proper time diet habits of working do not overwork and also work so that your blood can flow trust in god even your dress is another one fresh air exercise cleanliness and hygiene wash your clothes when they are dirty be careful to continue to maintain proper hygiene exposure to sunlight do you know that exposure to sunlight kills a lot of bacteria on your body and it also enhances you to sleep properly in the night and exposure to sunlight helps just like you know bed bugs on, on your bed when you take your bed to the sun what happens it banishes a lot of these microbes and other insects that would have been there same thing on your body the sun needs to touch you I'm not saying you should go and spread your body naked on the sun, but the UV rays in that sun, the different uh, fract um, fractions of the light, it helps to do a lot of things in the body that gives it good health. And the mention of water earlier, just to say quickly, water is to be taken not with your food, 
but after the digestion of your food which should be some maybe one hour 30 minutes or an hour away from the time you eat you don't take water with your food because it affects your digestion and it troubles your stomach but then one of the causes of sin apart from these natural laws is sin itself one of the causes of sickness apart from these natural laws is sin itself sin is a problem and that takes us to the next uh, thing we should do to get divine healing the first thing is walk from cause to effect follow natural laws if you want to get healing check what law have i broken you have to start following the law sleep well eat the right things and by the way the right thing to eat is a plant-based diet and avoid foods that are harmful which i have listed earlier they are harmful to you do not take them and because they will cause sickness in the long run now what is the next thing we can do we need to pray haven't checked from cause to effect and we have seen oh this is where i've broken the natural law and the sin i have committed i mentioned just now that even sin can cause sickness because of the sins in our life and you need to repent of your sins i'll go to that prayer is very important i'll go to repentance later prayer is very important Having followed the laws of health, we can then pray in faith for the Lord's will to be done. James chapter 5 verse 14 says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now I would say, before even this prayer, I think what I was saying earlier is better to do some heart searching. So that's the third thing now. Well, I will say, you can take it up if you are following the process. Like the second thing you should do, search your heart, repent and confess your sins which is still under prayer. James 5 verse 15 and 16 then says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There are many sicknesses that we have that is caused because of the sin in our lives. Reading from the book, Ministry of Healing, page 228, we are told, To those who desire prayer for their restoration to health, it should be made plain that the violation of God's law, either natural or spiritual, is sin, and that in order for them to receive his blessing, sin must be confessed and forsaken. The scripture bids us, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that you may be healed, James 5 verse 16. To the one asking for prayer let thoughts like these be presented we cannot read the heart or know the secrets of your life these are known only to yourself and to god if you repent of your sins it is your duty to make confession of them amen so this is very important for us to confess our sins when we are sick search our hearts and repent of them because many times sickness is caused by the way things have been happening in our lives and the way we have lived it not respect to the natural laws now but with respect to the spiritual law of god the ten commandments itself if you have lied if you have stolen if you have committed adultery if you have been responsible for even backbiting gossiping somebody else bitterness in your heart hatred envy jealousy gossiping these things need to be repented of covetous practices stealing in your business not honoring god like you should using his name in vain breaking of the sabbath 
all these things in every ramification any way we have sinned when we are sick confess your sins do not please do not go into the business of blaming people when you have sins in your life and claiming that the sin was the sickness was sent from somewhere that it is spiritual i've said this in other devotions to do that is some form of pride and bigotry you are trying to say then that there is no sin in your life that this sin this sickness was not caused by yourself that you have lived your life perfectly you have not broken the laws of health and the natural laws and also the spiritual laws because for you to be blaming someone else most likely you are saying that you are pure why would you do that why don't you look to yourself first before you are blaming your relative wherever they are or blaming a friend that they are the ones who sends the sickness when you know that your hands are not clean check yourself follow the laws of health repent of the laws of the of the sin that you have been breaking somehow i do not return their tithe, and yet they venture to say somebody is the one that is causing the sickness on them when by by robbing god they have cut away from themselves the divine protection and then they, they can see that somebody else is doing it to them when we have cut god away from ourselves how is it then that sickness will not come to us it can come so we should confess our sins then having done all of this we are to expect then that the lord will do what is best in his sight divine healing is still set at god's uh, discretion it is he who determines whether he will heal us or not we may do all of these things and yet god will say like he so said to moses even though moses prayed to the lord that he wanted to leave the lord said no you are going to be taken away hezekiah prayed and the lord healed elisha was not healed so when we are sick there is a possibility that having done all we should we may not still get our healing because the lord may see it best for us to be taken away and it is for us to submit to his will but if we want divine healing these uh, three things that i have mentioned earlier are the things we should do check from cause to effect repent of our sins pray to the lord and one of the kind of prayer said here is a prayer of the elders that we read in the book of james chapter 5 verse 14 where it says is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord now this prayer is not dependent on which elder comes some of you may say oh this elder god forbid this man is a wicked man i don't want him to pray for me no god hears prayers not based on who is praying but based on the faith of the person who is being prayed for look for example that when jesus went to nazareth the bible says he was not able to do any miracle there why because jesus didn't have the power or because he was not righteous or holy no but because the people did not have faith so no matter how righteous the person it is that comes to you prays on you if you don't have faith you will not receive the healing you are to have faith in this word that i just read in james 5 verse 14 and not on the person have faith in god and the process that's what you have to have faith in the process that the lord has set in place have faith in it regardless of the person and then the lord will do what seems best to him because the result of this he says that the prayer of faith shall save the sick it didn't say he will bring him back to life as in restore his health to him it rather says he will save the sick what does what kind of saving is this that is 
if they says here the Lord shall raise him up and if he has committed any sins they shall be forgiven him so that prayer is to ensure that if the person dies the person will make it to the kingdom of God or the Lord may actually give him healing any of those two results and that is why having received the prayer walked from cause to effect confess our sins we are go to the, we are supposed to go to the next step prepare your house and prepare to die if you are sick do not tell yourself i will leave i will leave you may die so prepare your house like we read in the book of second kings 20 verse 1 what did god say to hezekiah in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. If we are sick, set our, we are to set our house in order with the mindset that we may die. Do not presumptuously say, No, I will not die, as if setting your house in order is a denial of your faith. Some people think that, oh, setting their house in order means I have given up my faith. I'm, I'm, I've said I'm going to die. No, it is just being reasonable. Reading from Ministry of Healing, page 231, we are told, Many who seek the Lord's healing mercy think that they must have a direct and immediate answer to their prayers or their faith is defective. For this reason, those who are weakened by disease need to be counseled wisely that they may act with discretion. They should not disregard their duty to their friends who may survive them or neglect to employ nature's agencies for the restoration of health. Often, there is danger of error here. Believing that they will be healed in answer to prayer, some fear to do anything that might seem to indicate a lack of faith, but they should not neglect to set their affairs in order as they would desire to do if they expected to be removed by death. Nor should they fear to utter words of encouragement or counsel which at the parting are they wish to speak to their loved ones." End of quote. What does that mean? Say your last words to your family members or your loved ones. Write down your will. Set down your house, set your house in order. That's the meaning of setting your house in order. Write down your will. Say what you would like to be done should you die. It is not a lack of faith to do that. You may still be healed, but ensure that when you are sick, you set your house in order. It is very important to do that, and it is not a lack of faith to do that. Please do not think that when you do that, you are exercising a lack of faith. Then, another thing we are to do is to have faith. The sick is to be encouraged to have faith. Reading from Manuscript Releases, Volume 19, page 228, paragraph uh, 1, from page 227 to page 228, it says, In praying for the sick, it is essential to have faith, for it is in accordance with the Word of God. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much, so we cannot discard praying for the sick and we would feel very sad if we could not have the privilege of approaching God to lay before him our we all our weakness and all our infirmities, to tell the compassionate Savior all about these things, believing that he hears our petitions. Sometimes answer, answers to our prayers come immediately. Sometimes we have to wait patiently and continue earnestly to plead for the things that we need. Our cases, illustrated by the case of the importunate solicitor for bread, which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, 
lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey is come to me and i have nothing to set before him and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed i cannot rise and give thee i say unto you though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needed this lesson means much more than we imagine we are to keep on asking even if we do not realize the immediate response to our prayers and i say unto you ask and it shall be given unto you seek and you shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for every one that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened we need grace we need divine enlightenment that through the spirit we shall know how to ask for such things as we need if our petitions are indicted of the lord they will be answered amen and in another place in this day with god page 177 paragraph 7 we are told men ought always to pray and not to faint luke 18 verse 1 every sincere prayer that is offered to god is mingled with the efficacy of christ's blood if the answer is deferred it is because god desires us to show a holy boldness in claiming the pledged word of god he is faithful who hath promised so here is another important thing that we must do we must have faith when we are sick and then we are making those prayers we must have faith and the other thing i have mentioned earlier like we learn in this story of hezekiah the use of figs is the use of natural remedies we must understand that once again i i said it before we read it in the devotion that if we take the position that in praying for the healing then we must not use simple remedies provided by God to alleviate pain and to aid nature in her work, lest it be a denial of our faith, then we are taking an unwise position. There are many things the Lord has given to us in nature that we can use. There is hydrotherapy and there is also the use of herbs that the Lord has given to us that we can use. In reading from Councils on Health, page 382, we are told the human agent should have faith and should cooperate with the divine power using every facility, taking advantage of everything that, according to his intelligence, is beneficial, working in harmony with the natural laws. And in doing this, he neither denies nor hinders faith. What are the facilities here? Go and do a test on yourself to know what sickness you are suffering from. And then there are other things that are used today, facilities well, we talk about now for checking the body to know what the problem is and to also help it. There's one thing I know that may not be the best and that is drugs. While it is true that some drugs do take away some illnesses very much, yes so, some antibiotics, they do help and they also help to take some viruses and some bacteria away from the body for malaria and all of that. But it doesn't mean that you must always use them. The problem, the reason why I say that is because some of these drugs, they, in fact, almost all of them, they have negative effects. I think it's, there's none. If you check them, they will always write there side effects, which are actually sicknesses that the drugs can give you while it is taking away one. It is giving you another. So they are not the best to use. If that's what you have around you and you do not have the natural remedies around you, that's if you don't know how to employ the use of the herbs, then 
you can go ahead but you know that you are using something that is also causing another illness on yourself the best thing to do if you can is to use the natural remedies and you should be able to know how to use them because they are giving you the better kind of health they do not leave another illness in your body after granting you the healing that you need unlike the drugs god has brought these things around us and the intelligent and wise use of these remedies and the facilities also i mean when i say facilities we have a lot of them today used to check your heartbeat check your blood pressure check so many things in your body that will help one to know what is really wrong so that you can know what to administer because these things are diagnostic in nature we need these equipments that are diagnostic in nature so that we can know what is wrong with the person it is not a denial of faith to do to use these things so that we can get our healing we should remember finally that we must always pray for god's will to be done even though we are sick, let God's will be done. Reading now from Ministry of Healing, page 229 and 230, we are told in prayer for the sick, it should be remembered that we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. We do not know whether the blessing we desire will be best or not. Therefore, our prayer should include this thought. Lord, Thou knowest every secret of the soul. Thou art acquainted with these persons. Jesus, their advocate, gave his life for them. His love for them is greater than ours can possibly be. If, therefore, it is for thy glory and the good of the afflicted ones, we ask in the name of Jesus that they may be restored to health. If it be not thy will that they may be restored, we ask that thy grace may comfort and thy presence sustain them in their sufferings. God knows the end from the beginning. He is acquainted with the hearts of all men. He reads every secret of the soul. He knows whether those for whom prayer is offered would or would not be able to endure the trials that would come upon them should they live. He knows whether their lives would be a blessing or a curse to themselves and to the world. This is one reason why, while presenting our petitions with earnestness, we should say, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Luke chapter 22 verse 42. End of quote. Amen. So brothers and sisters, these are some steps that we should take when looking for divine healing. I would like to repeat them again. Firstly, walk from cause to effect and try to find out where you have gone wrong in the laws of nature and then use the natural remedies. That's another thing we can use while we are sick. Those are two things I'm saying now. Walk from cause to effect and follow the laws of nature. Also, we are to ensure that we pray, confess our sins, repent of them, not just to say, I, Lord, I'm sorry, but repent of our sins. Having done this, we are to resign in God. I mean, all this should be done in faith, by the way, faith, faithfully and in a mind that believes that the Lord hears prayers, do these things and then resign yourself to God. Set your house in order and pray for the will of God to be done because we do not know what is best for us. It is very important to have that in mind and we will see why this is important in our subsequent devotions. I think hopefully tomorrow we'll see why it is important that you allow God's will to be done. If God wants you to die, you better say, yes, Lord, let me go. If he wants you to live, then 
you say, Lord, let me live because he knows best what is good for us. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you for the knowledge that you are there for us and that you are willing to grant to us this divine healing. Please, Lord, educate us even more than we already know that we may walk to fulfill the conditions to get the healing. And help us, Lord, to have that mind that trusts in you so much, that knows that you love us and you are wiser than us, so that we can resign ourselves into your care, knowing that whatever you choose for us is what is best for us. But Lord, now there are people who, hearing this, are sick, and they need that divine healing. I pray, Lord, that these words shall help them to bring to their minds where they have gone wrong, and to do whatever it is that needs to be done based on what has been said now. And having done that, Lord, inspire in them that faith and trust in you that they may receive whatever it is you give to them. Thank you, Lord, for hearing. Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Through days of toil when heart doth fail God will take care of you when dangers fierce your path assail God will take care of you God will take care of you through every day or all the way he will Oh.